your if your brake chambers or things have frozen. Oh. Tapping on it, getting the ice off, you know, certain things like that. That's um, that helps. I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I'm a firm believer in zip ties and duct tape. Please don't and have WD that. WD-40. <laughs> Please don't have that. Welcome to another show of Just Truck It. Boom. <laughs> Sean. And Priscilla. And today we have a special guest, a former student of ours who yep. is out here trucking right now. It was an amazing job going through school and uh, making it out there in the trucking world. You see, he's driving right now. And I'm just kidding. He's not going to be driving and talking. He's in the parking lot. All right. Now, um, what we want to do is kind of introduce him. This is. Go ahead, say your name, tell us all about yourself, what got you into trucking, let's go with it. What's up, y'all? My name is Jamarius. Um, what, what got me into trucking was I was tired of just working a regular job. I wanted something different and uh, didn't want nobody really looking over me or anything like that. Plus, it was something new, so that's really that's really what got me into trucking, and so far, I love it. I love it. Awesome. So. Uh, I remember you coming through school. Uh, there was that one moment in time where he wanted to quit during second week. Is that no, what I didn't want. I didn't, want I didn't want to quit. I'm pretty I just got sure lied. he walked into my office and was like, "Yo." Yeah, he was having some issues, and he, he what happened to, again? To, what, what happened again? He he had to uh, realize that uh, you know, uh, with trucking, you have to have patience, and you gotta uh, you know. Take a step back for a second and try it again and believe yeah. in yourself. And once we had that conversation, he was a rock star. Yeah, man. I think I think I think it was I forgot what skill it was, what what I was practicing, but I couldn't get it for nothing. No, it was it was a straight line, yeah. It was it was offset, yeah. And it's crazy, man, because I struggle with offset in school. Like I don't I don't think I I never really just like I did it a few times, but like when they tested me for it, it's like I did it every time, no problem. That's what I was most worried about on the test. But when they tested me for it, it's like, man, I did it every time, no problem. Well, I only took it twice, but I did it, no problem. Yes. yes. And now can you offset? Yeah. <laughs> I think I can. <laughs> so, so tell us, uh, you know, for everyone out there, uh, you went through school, uh, then you went uh, to work. Um, what was, how, how was the process after you graduated and got your CDL going to training? The process was, was quick and easy. Like, I think I got my, my CDLs on like a Tuesday. I think I started training with like Warner. I think I, yeah, I did. I, I went with Warner like the next week. But like, so as soon as I got my CDLs, I just started applying like as soon as possible. And it's like, they started calling. Everybody started calling. Like, it's literally like a door just wide open as soon as you get them so i started applying let them know i was like a new driver all right yeah that's when i that's when i that's when all the calls started coming huh how was the orientation what happened what, what what process did you have to go through oh yeah so when i went to werner um i think i started orientation like two weeks later after i got my cdls so i went down to atlanta for about uh a week i want to say five days to a week and um 
it was, it was pretty simple. They they tested us on all the skills that we did in school. Um, they put us on this automation, this truck automation machine. Simulator, so that was yep. yeah yeah the simulator. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, really, if you pay attention in school, like it's really just the same thing. They're just testing you, seeing where you at. That way, they know what to train you on with your trainer when you get out um, with your trainer on the road. Okay. And how did and that it, go? Tell us about the process of, okay, so obviously when you got to orientation, you got to do a drug screen, a physical there. Uh, they go over safety. Yeah. You, you do all the uh, HR paperwork and everything. And then once you get through that and your skills, they test you on all your skills and everything. Uh, yeah. Then you, they pair you up with the trainer. And what happens? Yeah, they pair, they pair, well, they pair me up with the trainer. Before that, at the orientation, we did like two drug screens. They pulled my like mustache hair, hair from your head. But yeah, once I got with my trainer, uh, it was pretty cool. We, it was pretty cool. So, um, what was training like with your trainer? Tell us about training. All right, yeah. So I trained with my trainer for about three weeks. I think they say it was like three to five weeks, depending on how, how good you do. I finished in about three weeks. Um, yeah, so he just got all the information from Werner, seeing how I did on, on all the training stuff that I did at the orientation. And, um, and he just helped me out. They go go more in detail on like back end, how to um, couple, uncouple. And it's more of a hands-on, it's, it's more of a hands-on experience because you got to do it every, every day. Like, yeah. Now, did he just first off out the gate say, here, do all the driving, do all everything. I'm going to sit back here in the back. Or did he slowly progress you into it and get you ready for that and teach you? Yeah, he slowly progressed me into it. So how it was with me, um, I did like a home daily. So it was like it was like five hours to Michigan and, and like Missouri. I'm sorry, it was five hours to Missouri and five hours back. So I think the first week he drove down there and I, and, and I would do like the driving back. Then like the second week, he'll probably let me do like the whole ride. And then the third week, the whole ride as well. But he also, he, he was also saying, um, if I get tired, let him know. And, um, but yeah, he just taught me about the logs, the, um, the time log sheets and things like that. Okay. It, it was cool. Like I, I I had it pretty, pretty cool because I had a home daily and I was right here in Nashville too. So after, my, after I did my orientation, I came right back to Nashville. So usually some people have to go out for about two, two, three weeks. I came right back to Nashville after three to four days doing orientation. Okay. Yeah. So talk about, I, so it's always been a question in my mind. Do you have to get accustomed to driving for so long or do you, did you like get tired or you were just like used to it? It was in the, it was in the normal time. So you were just awake the whole time. I feel like once I'm up, I'm up. But um, okay. so how it was with my training schedule was like 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. So I ain't gonna lie, I was tired. But after like 7:30, 8:30, 9 o'clock, that's when I kind of got up. But yeah, I definitely had to get had to get accustomed to it. Yeah, because after one day of just driving that long, you, you do know like your shoulder muscles yeah. and things like that in your arm, and you yeah. get a little tired, you know. Uh, but after a while, that that builds up, and you have that. Uh, yep. consistency where you can do it yeah you have to get like butt cushions <laughs> <laughs> yep exactly because you're sitting so long and um 
So after my training, after my training, my schedule would have been 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. So that would have been like overnight. And how long have you been driving now? I got my CDLs January like 10th, 13th. So. So like four months. Yeah, I say about three months. So uh, uh, tell us about your life. How has it changed since having a CDL? My life changed, man. My life is way better. It's like, I mean, you know that saying, like, if you take care of your CDLs, like, you go forever have a job. Like, that's kind of the mindset now. Like, just as long as you take care of your CDLs, the door going to be wide open. Like, you ain't got to settle for nothing. You ain't, I don't know. It's just, I can't really explain it, but it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. We can see it in your smile. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. So what tips or tricks have you learned that you'd like to share with people? As far as like just driving, trucking, correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and trucking. Be careful, never get too comfortable behind the wheel, no matter if it's a dump truck, 18-wheeler, uh, whatever type of truck, don't get too comfortable. Um, watch out for everybody else because you can be the safest driver in the world, but everybody else, they might be the dumbest. I forgot how my trainer said it was something like that, but. <laughs> Your trainer said that? Yeah, you gotta watch out for everybody else. Oh. Yeah. We appreciate you blessing us with your presence. Okay. As usual. Yeah, I apologize and, uh, about the technical difficulties. No worries, man. It's always good to see your face smiling and yes, sir. happy and making it out there. You know, it, it was a pleasure having you come through the school and getting to know you for sure. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm going to come through and see y'all one day. You better. Yes. Probably, probably this Bring week. the baby girl. She's so precious. I will. I will. I got you. I got y'all. Yes. All right, man. All right, y'all. Thank y'all. safe trip. Yes, sir. All right. So we had a, a great time getting to, to know their Jamarius. Uh, he, he's always been a bright and shiny, smiley face always. coming through school and, and so out positive. there. Yes. But, you know, the whole purpose of this one is kind of going over... Uh, life out there over the road or local whatever driving a truck you know what kind of things are you going to have to deal with and and what um, tips or tricks are, are going to possibly happen so you know let, let's start with you know training with the trainer yes being prepared and going out to train with them is so important because some people will tell you oh bring two weeks of clothing or or bring a bunch of stuff that's not always the best thing right the best thing is to remember that you are going to be in that small truck with someone else's things so bringing so much stuff is not going to be conducive but one of the things you can bring and you should bring would be sleeping bags right now that that top bunk is not always the most comfortable bunk um, because there are two bunks in the truck, you know, you got uh, uh, the bottom bunk and then the top bunk. It's not only not not just not as comfortable, um, but as you can see with a truck moving, uh, that's going to be the higher center of gravity. It's going to have more movement. Uh, but you don't want to sleep on somebody else's things. Of I don't want to sleep on someone else's bedding, and they, I'm sure they don't want me sleeping on their stuff, right? So one thing that I did is I purchased two sleeping bags. Two. Two. And what I did was I zipped them together, 
Okay. To make a giant sleeping bag. Because, you know, you can get them pretty cheap. You know, uh, the, the ones for, you know, you're not trying to stay outdoors in negative 10 degrees, you know. So just a regular thin sleeping bag. I've got two of them uh, for like 15 or 20 bucks, you know, total. And I, I zipped them together and I had a basically a bottom sheet. And then I had my blanket. You know, it was all together, and it was large enough now to drape across. I had my pillow, and when I was done, I'd roll it back up, put it up on the top bunk, and I was good to go. Um, obviously, truck stops have um, the washing machines and dryers, and I'm there, so I only brought what I needed for about a week. You know, yeah. uh, that way I could pack, you know, very lightly, mm -hmm. and and still not be too uh, worried about in, in, impeding on this other person's house because it's it's really their house uh, a trainer that's their truck that's their things in there um, and they're going to be at first you know imagine welcoming a, a stranger into your house that you have no clue about getting to know them and uh, sharing your things with them it can be a little difficult at first yes and Another thing would be is definitely including some type of cooler mate fridge, right? Yeah, that's because for for after training. Yeah, that that yes. yeah. So that's a huge one. I I'm I I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay, you're getting oh. way too excited at this point. See, here's the thing: is once once you've got your own truck, yeah, everybody wants uh to to have the comfort of home, but you also have to eat and and truck stop. If you go there to eat, you're going to spend so much money. And well, the food's not always the greatest. Or you buy the cheap food and you gain a thousand pounds. Right. So and you got to eat right. the biggest thing is to be healthy, right? Because yeah. we talked about this with Rob, yeah. where you really need to focus on that while you are out there. Because just like Demiria said, you got to get your CDL, keep your CDL right. And one of those things, it's not just your drug screen, it's also that DOT physical. Yeah you are overweight they won't that give you another one for the next year or the next two years so you definitely have to make sure that is and i think as you said with the fridge i think that's so important i mean can't you know me tuna cans in the fridge i'm chilling yeah see so um you know with a fridge you can't just go out and buy a mini fridge from walmart or whatever and get one and put it in there because the movement in the truck and in the road those things don't last but more than a month. They break. So they that's why they make special ones that come in trucks. They're built for being inside of a truck. Yeah. But those are really expensive. And if your truck doesn't have one, no worries. Get you a cooler mate. And I'm going to put a picture right here. Uh, uh, a cooler mate is basically um, a cooler that you plug in a cigarette lighter. Okay. And if you're a solo driver, you put it in the passenger seat because you're not going to be sitting there. And that gives you some space in your vehicle, you know, to put your other things. And it's also accessible easily. And you can put all your, like, luncheon meat and condiments and things that you need in there. You got storage all above so you can get all your snacks. You can put waters in uh, underneath your bunk. And then another great thing, I wish I had it back in, when I was driving. I had to use the George Foreman grill 
Now they have air fryers. <laughs> I Boom. love the air fryer. Get an inverter, put an air fryer in that sucker. You can make food, you can heat food up. You got all you need with a mini fridge and an air fryer. I mean, and they're not that expensive either. You know, either of those things. And a lot of times, I mean, companies already give you the inverter. I mean, we know, you know, I don't even know, are we allowed to say company names? But like but, CFI, Warner, you know, they've we've had students come with their trucks from those companies and they have those things yeah so that's always really nice when you do work for a large company they have all those amenities yeah that the unfortunately the smaller companies don't can't provide just yet which isn't bad but a top of like um jameers was talking about their training is really good they work with you, they give you extra time if you need, but on top of it, they give you all those necessities of what you might need as a brand new driver. Now, as you get older in your driving career, I'm sure you you are going to be efficient with less. I'm sure you're going to figure it out and go can go the cheaper route. So if you buy a truck get that doesn't hats. have, yeah. you get some hats, you just kind of figure it out. Um, don't need sleeping bags anymore you know you just get through that because then you'll learn that you need what some tools yeah i mean here's the thing obviously if that truck ain't running you ain't making money what i thought this was hourly <laughs> so obviously you're not a mechanic obviously you're not trying to be but there are some things that you know if you sit there and wait for someone to come out it may take four or five hours over something really simple and and not that big a deal well you just cost yourself a lot of money so there are some things that you need uh to take as far as tool wise you know and one thing is jumper cables Ooh, because a lot of times the you might have accidentally left a light bulb on you know uh one of the the above ones inside the the cab and it and it ran the battery down or your um you know your power unit your uh, APU which is an auxiliary power unit that keeps when the trucks not running it uses uh, either electric or a little bit of diesel to keep that power going on in the truck but if it's not keeping those batteries charged what will happen is is you wake up all nice and warm or, or, or cool and then your truck won't start so what do you do you know how do I keep moving hmm jumper cables you know that's huge uh, some other things that go wrong is, is some light bulbs you know that you would use on your truck uh, or trailer that they go out you know here and there having a, uh, one extra of those is huge so you don't have to go and wait for someone to replace it you can quick and easy uh, plug and play uh, you know obviously a simple socket set some screwdrivers a hammer a hammer yeah a hammer I'm a bit well, it, it's good to check, like for instance, if your if your brake chambers or things have frozen, oh. tapping on it, getting the ice off, you know, certain things like that. That's um, that helps. I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I'm a firm believer in zip ties and duct tape. Please don't and have WD that. WD forty. <laughs> Please don't have that in your truck. Those three things fix anything, you know? Um, Let the zip ties live. Ah, uh, man, they're my favorite. Okay, now you're going to have to comment below. Are zip ties your favorite or not? Do you believe in the zip tie God? Because we do not. I do not know. Zip ties need Everything. to stay 
in Walmart. No. Or no. Target. Anywhere. But also a few other things. I know that when you're hooking up and unhooking to trailers, your glad hands, the the airlines, the glad hands, the seals, uh, dry rot or break. Having a bunch of extras of those are always huge. You don't have any air loss. You gotta replace those a bunch, especially if you got to a trailer you're hooking up to, and it's your first. You know, you, you roll in there, and the glad hand seals are all damaged or or dry rotted. Well, you got a couple extra. You can hook up to the trailer and roll. Don't worry, when you go to trucking school, you'll know what all that means. Yeah. But even I don't know what that means. I don't even want to ask what that means. But lastly, this one could be so important, um, especially Downstairs. for those for, for dry vans. So anyone that has an enclosed trailer that they're hauling, you, you do a load uh, and you're done with it and you're going to go do another pickup. You have to have a clean trailer anytime you go in to get a pickup and they'll make you sweep it out and imagine sweeping out a 53 foot trailer how much work and effort that is that's a lot of work and nowadays they have battery powered leaf blowers that are super powerful oh. and it's the most genius idea ever where'd you think of this hey i was in maintenance for a while and dealing with a lot of drivers and i seen a couple that uh, you know that were doing that and it was of course they were working smarter not harder and there were some old it. truckers and they they got their little battery power leaf blower out went to the back of the trailer blew everything out within uh four minutes on to the next one that is gold it is little this advice right here is gold because otherwise you're going to be spending an hour back there trying to sweep it out and get it right and the then nobody wants this to needs to be like gold advice yeah for truckers <laughs> golden <laughs> ticket as matt beach says <laughs> matt beach. <laughs> <laughs> but those those are some things you know we've had a few questions about um driving times uh, how long can you drive and when do you get to take a mandatory break well you're you're only going to be able to drive about 11 hours in a day and then you got to take a 10-hour break um, then you can start again it just depends it might be longer than 10 hours based on when you want to start rolling again and that's where planning out your route and we go over this in truck driving school about route planning that's part of your entry-level driver training that you need to be taught is how to properly plan out a route um, your fuel stops you don't want to be going through Chicago during rush hour traffic no no I swear that's what I wanted I'm just kidding do you, do you know how what the average mile per hour is in Chicago during rush hour I feel like that the same number as Atlanta probably like three miles or four miles per hour Wow so meaning if you're making the top dollar 60 cents a mile I just made like maybe two bucks. <laughs> right? One bucks after taxes. <laughs> so, okay. obviously, if I'm planning out my route, I'm not going to be going through a major city during rush hour traffic, you know? So, that's where all of that comes into. And, and going through training with a trainer really helps you get to know what to do and what not to do. Um, some other things is um, how do you keep yourself busy, let's say, if you're waiting for a shipment to be loaded or unloaded? Well, that's the time to kind of, uh, if you need to do so, walk around the truck, you can get some exercising in. Yes. That's huge. 
do some little bit of squats. Do some a little push bit ups. of. Oh, those bands! Have, Remember those bands? Oh that you yeah, love? the band, I love the bands. Yeah. And also little dumbbells, like ten pounders, yeah. just to curl them away, get your blood flowing. Um, definitely read a book. Yeah, do, do some things that that not just because you're out here doing this. You know, you yeah. also got to exercise this and yes. this. You know, honestly. Catch up with family. I yeah. think that's also something that, you know, not many people say to do while you're not doing anything. Catch up with them. Catch up with friends. Catch up with just anybody that's around because your mental health is so important while you're out there as well. And just being with family is always important. So catching up with grandma and mom and, and asking what they cooked last night and let them describe it all to you would make them a lot more happier than if you were just taking a nap. Yeah. I, I know some guys and girls uh, are musicians and they'll, oh, you yeah? know, record and play or practice. I know or, somebody who did or, school. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to go. Hey, you read my mind. I, I know of a couple that got their degrees out there with on their time off, uh, whether it be unloading, loading, or, you know, on their, their break because... They didn't need 10 hours of sleep. They just needed six or seven yeah. for a good night's sleep for them. So the rest of the time they were, you know, taking their online courses to get their, you know, bachelor's or, or, or whatnot. Yeah. Associates. Which you should always think about. Remember, your mind's a muscle too. So uh, I always hear, well, how do I get home? How do I run a normal week in trucking if I'm, let's say, regional for a week or yeah. over the road? Well, typically... Let's say you're starting from home, okay? You, you'll go pick up a load, and you'll take it wherever it goes. And then from there, pick up something else. You might have to take a 100, 200-mile route. Uh, it's called deadhead because you don't have anything that you're hauling to the next pickup place. And you'll keep doing that for a while until it gets close to your home time. Now, as it gets closer to home time, your dispatcher will start routing you towards the house with freight that goes there now that freight could either go home or it go through home on to the next place so you know if let's say we're here in nashville and i'm i'm out here in arkansas right now and i pick up a load that that load could either go to nashville or go to knoxville or go Memphis, to uh, chattanooga it could go to north carolina oh, okay yeah. you know and oh. so what i do is i take it home um, obviously I'm not taking this entire load into my house. I would take it to a parking spot that your company says is good to have when you're home or a truck stop. I park, I go home for the, 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 the days off. And then when I get back in, I finish either the route or I go and start a new one. Okay. And then you just keep that rotation going. So you're all, you, you could have a, as Jamarius had a dedicated where he was always going here to here to here to here to here same same route you could be going like this and get to see a whole bunch of different things yeah the, I think the most important is also to realize that we here live in Nashville yes and it's a lot easier sometimes because of where we live to get the, that home time to get those things because we're kind of in the middle of the east and west side or central and east side. and all the interstates that come all through. the interstates that come here and all all the things Nashville really produces for truck drivers to take somewhere else however 
it, that's not always the case, right? So if you're in Maine, if you're in Florida, if you're, you know, down... Middle of Kansas? It might be a little more difficult to get that type of home time. So, yes, Jamarius is very lucky. He has a local. He has all that fun stuff. He was able to have... However, just like Sean says, there's not always that dedicated route because some places just don't have the opportunity for that. So don't fault, you know, I feel like some students fault companies for that, but it's because maybe your area just doesn't have certain things. Yeah, I know quite a few uh, drivers that came from areas that were really out in the middle of nowhere and um, they relocated. So, or, or vice versa, they they lived in areas like this and the the opportunities were there a little bit but the one they wanted that paid the most and everything was an area where they couldn't get a lot of drivers at mm -hmm. so the company paid them a relocation bonus to move to that area to handle the freight for them in that area because they couldn't get drivers in those areas yeah there's a lot of different things out there but the most important thing that we can tell you as far as tips and tricks is be safe. I think it's also be open-minded. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes your way might not work right now, right this second, because maybe you don't have all the experience, maybe because you're in a different location, maybe because you have something in your background you're still waiting on, but it's it's a it's a definitely, I lost my train of thought. Well, <laughs> it, 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 I got you here. It's being safe out there, keeping what you have, right meaning that you're protecting it and and not causing any more problems and then having the patience to get to that moment where those opportunities open themselves up to you and open mindset that's what i want yeah. to know i, yeah, I got you so this is the Thanks. teamwork you know that's why it's the just truck it with I sean swear and i think this blonde is just making it work <laughs> well i mean here's the thing we get a lot of questions here and there but Obviously, keep asking questions. Tell yes. us what you want to know, and let's answer it. You know, uh, I may not be able to answer it myself, possibly, but let's find someone that can because we yeah. have a lot of connections in this industry, and let's help you understand it better. You know, that's the whole point of this is for everyone to grow and learn and find, you know, ways to do their job better. And give the correct expectations, I think. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of some people who like to show this is a beautiful cake however that cake probably took 10 hours to make and that chef probably looks like a mess because there's batter everywhere and frosting everywhere so sometimes we like to be that frosting and batter we just want to let you know yeah. exactly what to expect what's out there and what's going on okay subscribe like comments let us know give us all the infos of what's going on out there and don't forget to just truck it. Oh, just truck it. <laughs>